B2B buyers have changed and they're extremely educated. And if we are to facilitate buying processes, because you can't sell anything, (laughs) you have to facilitate buying processes, then we can take advantage of, of this digital world that we live in. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. To sign up for the upcoming Flip My Funnel conference this August in Boston, visit flipmyfunnel.com and use promo code podcast for special pricing. This podcast is supported by LinkedIn, Marketo, Terminus, PFL, and BrightFunnel, titanium sponsors of the Flip My Funnel community. Sean's, Sean's our chief sales officer, so we thought because of ABM, we want to work together with marketing and sales. So I'll talk a lot about kind of the construct of ABM and, and talk about some of the ABM kind of thoughts that we have um, overall and talk about some of the top of the funnel initiatives around marketing that, that we've seen um, case studies for. And then Sean's going to talk about some of the case studies that we've seen where marketing and sales work together and how that generates demand kind of mid and down funnel. And I just want to say you are the smartest people here at this entire conference because this is super important. Buyers have changed, in case you didn't notice. B2B buyers have changed and they're extremely educated. And if we are to facilitate buying processes, because you can't sell anything, you have to facilitate buying processes, then we can take advantage of of this digital world that we live in. And we don't have to go through long linear learning cycles to be able to make changes on the fly and personalize experiences and scale one-to-one conversion among the accounts and personas and whatever other classification, vertical markets that, that you want to target. And anybody who is in B2B, in my opinion, has to be ready for this because your SDRs are suffering big time and they have no idea that, you know, like their emails aren't really that bad. <laughs> They're sending a lot of emails. They're, it's really not the emails. I, I think everyone wants to send the thoughtful email. And no matter how thoughtful your email, I can open up my phone right now and show you 35 very thoughtful emails that I've gotten that people have actually looked at my LinkedIn profile and know who I am. And I still didn't respond to their email. And it's because I'm a B2B buyer and I get to dictate the process. And so because of that, I go around them. I go to their homepage, right? I do a lot of things. So he's going to speak to that. But I, and the importance of the value of you guys being here, I think is really important because if we don't get ahead of B2B buyers, we can't help our sales development reps. We can't help our salespeople. And we certainly can't help drive more customer success. So thanks for coming. So a little bit about me. This is the horse ranch I worked at. It was when I first got there. Uh, one of the Wranglers asked me what reservation I was from. And I was a little bit confused. Like, <laughs> reservation? What are you talking about? I don't have any reservations. And I had longer hair and was tanner and didn't wear the hat. So they thought I was Native American. And that was uh, right after that. I was, uh, worked at Dell again and mm-hmm. in Asia and a VP of marketing at Rackspace and a CMO at Vocus. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say of all those jobs, the ranch and experience was the most difficult and challenging. So if any of you have that opportunity, you can go talk to the PFL guys and they can hook you up with working at a ranch in Montana. <laughs> I'm currently chief uh, marketing officer and co-founder of Triblio. And what Triblio does is we have an ABM platform that has the best data for recognizing your unknown visitors across all of your web properties, your microsites, landing pages, and websites to recognize the account profile of those unknown visitors and then serve campaigns across those web properties to cut the level a customized experience for each one of those visitors by account and by persona. 
We won a Coder Award for that. And they, one of the judges said that we were the exceptional advancement in customer targeting. So that's a little bit about what we do. That's the commercial. And then now we're on to some of the things about how we think about AVM. So, so far, everyone's been in this conference for a long time. What has everyone heard about what they think about ABM? So I have some key topics here. How many of you think that ABM is good for outbounding? Show of hands. Most everyone, that's good. How many of you think that ABM is good for named accounts and top accounts? Show of hands, good. Big deals, everyone's hands raised. How about inbound? One. All right, Matt, why do you think it's good for inbound? We're going to make this a little bit more of a discussion than normal. Well, Normally, I'd just be talking and talking and talking, but you know, since we've got a lot so of folks. In- my perspective is it's going to help me prioritize my inbound, right? Yeah. I have lots of stuff that's coming in if I've, if I've got a really kind of highly functioning demand gen organization, right? And, and I can't be all things to all people. So let me use the principles of ABM to make sense of the inbound in a more pragmatic efficient way. That's, that's my two cents. I'm curious. Anybody else? What other, other people think? Yeah, um, same thing. I think it, it helps narrow out. I, mean, I think you like to look at the positive. Like, let's focus on these people. But I think at the same time, it's telling you who not to focus on. Mm. Not mm. Oh, that's interesting. Not someone to worry about right now. After you go through your list of everyone you should focus on, maybe look into the whole pile. Yeah, that's and also we want to talk about leads and the funnel managers. How many people think that ABM is good for your lead manager or lead funnel? Oh, again, Matt from Serious Decisions. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Go ahead, Matt. I love it. You no, no. no, you know what? You're you're leading. This is the perfect presentation because uh, if I have the, it's like a customer testimonial. Well, here so again, our perspective. So if you think about what ABM is intended to do, right, and, and why, how ABM can be successful, I could be focused on very large accounts, right? I got strategic top 50 accounts, and my job is to help partner with sales to do a really good job of kind of accelerating deals and, and driving bigger deals. Leads don't matter. But if I have a lighter ABM light version, right, where I've got 500 named accounts that I'm trying to win net new target accounts as part of an ABM program, of course I'm going to be doing my outbound. Some stuff may come inbound, and there a funnel makes sense to kind of measure, but not in a large account setting as an example. Thoughts, questions, comments? So we, we have a similar point of view, and we'll talk through some kind of the framework and structure around that, as well as some case studies where we've seen proven results around how we can help with the lead gen funnel using ABM principles. And the third is about small deals. How many people think ABM is good for small deals? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would raise my hand again, but I'm, I don't want you to go on. <laughs> All right, Brandon? Yeah, I think so, especially when it comes to things like cross-sell and upsell and things like that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And so those are all, and we've had outbounds, good for outbound, end accounts, big deals. Some folks say it's good for inbound and lead gen funnel and smaller deals, but not as consistent with what we've heard today, right? So if you went to Matt's presentation, everyone probably would have raised their hand. So I guess some of you didn't go to Matt's presentation. Just kidding. I didn't talk about those things, but I just did now. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things about outbounding, as an example that Matt, just to jump off, is if you are running some ads, account-based advertising, there's a lot of traffic that you will eventually generate to your website, and they're unknown visitors. You don't know who they are. You assume that they're inbound. Every time, I don't know about, about you guys, but every time I've run a demand gem business and I've paid money to run some ads, I've gotten traffic Either Even if it's display ads or Google search ads, traffic has come to our website, and we don't often know what it is. And what's critical is when you combine that with inbound and customized experience, as Matt was talking about, you can increase your email conversion rate or your demo conversion rate or your engagement to develop a relevant experience by account and by persona.
persona. So combining outbounding with inbounding is fairly critical. How many of you have seen also looking at when SDRs do outreach with sales calls or emails, what do you do? Do you, do you respond right away to that SDR email or sales call? If you're somewhat interested, you probably go to that person's website or you do some more research on Google before you then re-engage with that salesperson. So having a very combined experience with outbound and inbound is essential for ABM. Any thoughts, questions? We'll show you some examples of how that works. Matt? Makes sense to me. It, 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 it makes more sense than you can imagine, though. I work with SDRs that I'm building and, and, and trying to help develop. And, you know, and I get hundreds of emails, God knows, uh, from people trying to sell me stuff all the time. And now... I can tell that people really are working on their emails. Now, and I get every now and then I get a crazy one, but for the most part, people are looking at my LinkedIn profile, trying to figure out who I am and what I'm, what I care about, and are trying to send me very substantive emails that lead to their solution. I'm still not opening that email or clicking it. Um, I, I'm going to go do my own research because I'm a B2B buyer and I'm in control. And so. If you haven't thought about it, if you're a user of marketing automation, if, you're, if email is one of your high conversion uh, channels, uh, or if you're using ads, then everything he just talked about just makes so much sense. And Matt. <laughs> so it's not just what and we're Matt saying. Just about makes so much sense. <laughs> Matt, I think, knows a little bit about ABM, as <laughs> Joe probably knows a little bit about, too. And the second is enterprise only, right? So we talked about enterprise only big deals. Anytime you have multiple stakeholders involved in the decision, and you want to be using ABM because you may not know all the stakeholders involved and you want to be able to influence and engage them as soon as possible. And we'll talk about why that's the case. We're at the buyer journey and give you some examples of how that's been working out in the real world. Third one is about named accounts and top accounts. And we believe that ABM also can impact and improve your demand gen in all stages of your demand gen funnel. And so to take a step back and explain this a little more, I want to talk about this, the basic lead gen model. So Matt, don't quote me on these numbers, but these are kind of roughly right. But what we, what, what we all do when we try to generate leads is we generate a, a lot of leads, to quote our president-elect, a lot of leads, and they funnel down to 2% that close eventually. And so a lot of quantity for that 2%. And what often happens is most leads stall. 90% of leads stall before they even get to talk to a salesperson, right? And so there's a couple of reasons why we believe that's the case. One is in the traditional lead gen model, most of the things you do is designed exclusively around email, right? So when you are doing all your paid campaigns, you're doing your SEO, what you want to do is capture that email on a landing page. So that's email-centric just to capture the email. Then once you capture the email, you nurture them through more campaigns with a lead score and all through email. Now, meanwhile, that single lead, well, there's other stakeholders involved in making that decision in that company. So how many of you only make your decision yourself whenever you buy something? Probably very few of you, right? So you have multiple stakeholders you're talking to. And you would like, as if you're a champion of something, to have some air cover and some awareness of what you're doing. And when people check out other information, other stakeholders, you're going to want to be able to reach and engage them as not just one lead, but across an entire account as you're nurturing uh, companies from an initial inquiry interest to a sales opportunity. And so the reason why that's the case is taking a look at the buyer journey. As we all know, most of the buyer journey is online. 74% of the folks, business buyers, conduct most of their research online. And in fact, they do that even before they will submit an email. So they'll be looking at your website, checking out competitors' websites, doing research on other reviews and sites that they, they trust, oftentimes before even submitting their email to you. 
In addition, there are unknown stakeholders that will also be doing research and will never be submitting their email to you. And in fact, Forrester said that the number one most important influential vehicle across all stages of the buyer journey is the company website. Right, so it's very important to understand the buyer experience is online, multiple stakeholders, and we see on average 6.8 stakeholders by CEB researching and about their BDD purchase online. This is up from 5.4 two years ago. So two years ago, the average that CEB survey was 5.4 stakeholders were, buy, were, were involved in the B2B purchase process online, and, and this past year it's 6.8. So it's been increasing because the buyer just journey is becoming more democratized and less centralized, right? More people are involved in the buyer decision. When I was in several years ago at Dell and we first bought our marketing automation system, the IT department chose the decision for what our marketing automation system to use and then got marketing team's input. Well, then a year later, we chose something else. The marketing team led the, the buyer journey of what marketing and automation system to use. We switched to Eloqua, and we had a lot more stakeholders involved. And so that's, coming, that's, that's happening more and more across more and more organizations for the B2B purchase. And that's why it's essential to include ABM in all of your activities around demand gen. And so what account-based marketing does is it takes a set of target accounts where you have stakeholders in those target accounts, and while they're researching online, at every stage of that journey, and if you take a look at the lead gen funnel from capturing of interest, whether it's an email or just an engagement of doing research on your website, nurturing them to qualify them to a sales opportunity so you can nurture across multiple different channels in a very personalized way for all the different stakeholders, not only just through email, but also on the web and in advertising. So using a very coordinated multi-channel personalized approach to a sales opportunity and continue that sort of multi-channel nurturing personalized approach. And we'll show you some examples of how this works. So taking a look at traditional nurturing, we have Mary, for example. She's a known person who you've captured their email from, and you might do some more lead nurturing with, with Mary to increase your lead score. If you're a little bit more of an advanced lead gen uh, practitioner, you'll be customizing landing pages and customizing the website for that known contact. And the, all those behaviors will, will be indicative of an increase in lead score. Now, what account-based marketing platforms do is what they do is recognize the unknown visitor by account. And so when any of your campaigns and research is done by an unknown visitor, ABM platforms recognize those visitors per an account. And you can customize accounts by specific accounts that you want to target. Like in Joe's case, I'm targeting the top 20 or top 30 accounts. You can do it in a very scalable way with multiple targeting multiple industries or a set of thousands or tens of thousands of accounts in an industry. You can do it by employee size. You can do it by location. You can do it by funnel stage, by life cycle. Virtually any way you want to segment your accounts that you pull from marketing automation or from CRM, you can customize the experience based on unknown visitors or known visitors across your web channels. Any questions so far? So what this does is when you recognize and you can target unknown stakeholders, you can have, for example, Joe and I2 as part of the business buying process. You, he might be doing research online. You can serve him an ad. You can increase his perception of your brand through digital advertising. Once he becomes interested, as most ad traffic does generate traffic to the website, you can customize that experience for Joe within the context of Joe's account related to Mary. Brad up here might be doing research on Google. And so based on clicking on an SCM ad or doing research on Google, you could also customize his experience relevant to the account to similar to Joe and Mary, but specific to what Brad's interested in. 
And so as a result, you can have multi-channel account nurturing throughout the entire funnel for both Mary, Joe, and Brad to get from an inquiry to a sales opportunity. So I want to show you now some examples. I'll show two examples that are mostly marketing only focused, and then Sean's going to go walk through two examples where we integrate the sales kind of SDR or sales rep cadence with marketing campaigns. So the first, what, what, again, what we're doing here is we're focusing our resource and efforts to stakeholders in target accounts while they're researching online and developing personalized multi-channel campaigns to increase inquiries and nurture them through to a qualified sales opportunity. The first example is with Digium. Uh, they are a open source phone provider. They were an ABM finalist for the best demand generation program. And what they do is they have multiple different businesses they target, from small, medium businesses, mostly in the professional services industry, such as consultants or accountants. And they also target larger businesses, education, government, Google, U.S. Army, those are some of their clients. And when they get an inbound unknown visitor, which they get a lot because they've got an open source community, they serve relevant calls to action. So if a call to action is untargeted, their conversion rate's 1.24%. If it's a targeted call to action, like for professional services and an accountant or consultancy, they're interested in, uh, is my phone system reliable and is it of high quality? Am I making a good impression? They get a higher conversion rate if you're serving relevant content to the professional services industry. On the third panel to education and universities, they're interested in costs. So they position their open source phones as the lowest cost solution. And as a result, they're able to get an even higher conversion rate for email capture. Overall, with all their ABM programs of targeting relevant messaging to relevant accounts, for the web, they've been able to increase their web contacts and web leads by over 32%. And this is the primary form of the way that they do lead capture. They've generated a million dollars in pipeline, and they've also increased their chat engagement by over 4x. Right, so when you're developing relevant messaging, combining inbound with outbound, you can get much better results across your lead gen funnel. Now, I would so, just add to his story in that what I, what I like about this is that he saw 38% growth in in-target leads. And this is one of those people who, obviously, when sometimes when you think about ABM, you start to think, am I going to get enough leads? <laughs> you know, am, am I, and this guy's not only seen an increase in the volume uh, because he's able to segment, obviously recognize more people, but he's also seen it in conversion. So I've been told we only have five more minutes but we're going to go a little bit over, and you, anyone can leave if they want to. I know we've, initially, we had a few people, so we had more of a discussion at the beginning. And the second one is Board Effect, and when they were, they, they decided to do not only what they're doing, that, what Digium was doing to generate inbound inquiries, but they also wanted to see how they can generate more demos. And what they did was they combined the ABM activities that, of recognizing the unknown visitor to their SEM campaign. So before ABM, someone would go to a search. Type in board meeting software. They, they sell board meeting software, board portal software, board manager software. It's known as multiple things to their target audience. They would click on an on a ad at Google, hit a landing page. The landing page, as you know, 80%, 90% bounce rate. And what ends up happening, because no one wants to fill out an email form, is they check out your website. And when they checked out their website, they saw generic corporate messaging. Well, that was good. They got a 2% demo conversion rate. But when they did multi-channel nurturing, combining their SEM campaigns with web, they, they got a 25% increase in demos. So what happens is you can track with your unknown visitor by account and by the behavior they're interested in. Someone then goes to types in board meeting software. They click on an ad in Google. They go to a landing page. 80% will bounce. 
we've recognized who that unknown visitor is. So as a result, when they come to the website, we can serve them specific content that's interesting to them, right? And so in this case, it's efficiently facilitate board meetings. If they went in through a keyword called board portal software, it would have been about board portal software. We recognize that they come from the nonprofit industry. They've got four target industries, nonprofits, healthcare, education, finance. And so we have calls to action for white papers around nonprofit state-by-state overview and benefit statements around what board meeting software does in a nonprofit situation. So that's how we get an increase in demo conversion rate. Now, Sean's going to talk about a marquee finalist campaign that we did that was done for DLT, and that won a marquee finalist, and it was an ABM campaign combining marketing activities with sales. Sean, do you want to? Uh, so I'll just, I'll just, because uh, we're we're out of time. I'll, I'll just simply say this: it's clear, right? Relevance equals conversion. Right. That's ultimately what you need to know. Like if you could be relevant to your audience, then you're going to convert and you need to help your from the very top from your sales development people. They need to be relevant. And and that starts with all the research that they do. But you need to push all of this to some type of value that allows you to take what's happening with these sales reps and deliver it in terms of the experience that happens when that person goes around the sales rep, which they're going to do because they're B2B buyers. Right. So prepare for it and, and be able to, to customize it. In DLT's place, uh, they sell uh, they re- a reseller to the government. So they sell different uh, solutions, Symantec, uh, Dell, et cetera. And they have reps that are dedicated to these very specific areas. And so now the same rep that is emailing them, calling them, is actually the same rep that shows up his picture, <laughs> believe it or not, through a Salesforce rule. His name actually comes up and his picture comes up on the site when uh, they come to the site. So tying all of this together, right, uh, take all of these behaviors and this, use these engagement elements, whether it's CTAs or whether it's content specific, and use it to push to this account score. And, and I, I think you were kind of leading towards this. Listen, the mark of a great sales, or, sales organization or a great marketing organization is that they know where to spend their time. And this is how we know where to spend our time. So in this case, we used the Eloqua segments, and they were recognizing by the specific category they're interested in, and so cybersecurity in this case. And as a result, we pushed ads to them, personalized the homepage, customized the CTA to talk to a cybersecurity expert. The landing page was specific. We went to a specific content hub when they were engaged with a salesperson, and then as a result, they could always engage with their account team to combine both marketing, nurturing to a qualified opportunity, as well as having sales kind of right there that they can engage with at any time they wanted to. And then you can have a different hub at each stage of the funnel. So, you know, if, if someone is at the you know, pre-demo stage, there's a different uh, hub that we have uh, that they will see. If someone has done a demo and once that field value is completed, then anybody from that account or persona or domain or whatever, however you want to do it, can now get the post-demo. And then if we're in a late-stage opportunity, we actually create a custom hub where... We actually take the recording of their demo, uh, any other things that we have regarding the conversation, and we put them in the content hub, and we force all the other people that are part of this, uh, stakeholders that are part of the decision, to go to that hub, and we retarget them. (laughs) So now we we are trying to find ways to be, let's think of it this way, uh, customers are taking a new journey. uh, You have the ability to be the billboard on every road that they take. What is it that you're going to say that's going to get their attention so that they take your exit? And the last thing that we're seeing is... You want to talk about what we're what Plex is doing with showing the anonymous visitors? Oh, and, and no, this is the other thing is that we are seeing this again at every stage of the funnel. So this is a, a Google Analytics report where now marketing can say, hey, listen, for sales, these are all your accounts that are actually coming to the site. Here are the ones that are in active opportunities. And there can be a little bit more uh, level of, of, of accountability. I'll say one more thing about that. If you ever wanted your sales reps to actually update Salesforce... <laughs> 
counts. Counts-based marketing is the way to do it. Because if we're driving personalizations based on field values, whether in a Salesforce opportunity or, or in, a, in an account, then your reps who are responsible for talking to those people are going to make sure that those field values are correct and, and filled in. So it is a great way to get with sales and talk about what do we want to happen for prospects who are late stage or what do we want to happen when they come to the site? We don't want to offer them a demo. They're already... Like, they've already seen a demo. By the way, you should do that for your customers, too. They've already seen a demo. Stop offering them a demo. Offer them advocacy. If they have a high NPS score, offer them advocacy. Offer them the opportunity to early renew. If they have a low NPS score, push them to talk to uh, an executive or see customer success stories. Like, you have the ability to do that right now with the data that you have, and you should. All right, so the last, the last piece is just thank you very much. So if you're missing, feel like you're missing out on some conversion opportunities because you want to know more about your unknown visitors, we're offering a complimentary report on identifying your accounts of those unknown visitors. And that way you can then use campaigns to target them more effectively. And we'll give you some suggestions on that. So thank you very much. Um, appreciate you being here, finding our room, and being here at the end of the day. Um, it was a fun discussion. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.